The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. And a tough way to end the four-game set with Cleveland. But overall, you have to be happy and pleased with the Royals as they won three out of four against Cleveland. And now a chance against the Twins, coupled with a move to acquire Alex Rios at the cheap price to really get back into things. Welcome in. It's Clubhouse Conversation. Davo, back from vacation, was down in Springdale, Arkansas the last two nights where I got to see a number of very good Royals prospects up close and personal, two rows behind home plate, including a couple of pitchers I am extremely excited to talk about, J.C. Solbaron and Christian Benford. We'll talk more about that here in a little bit. I'll do a separate dish on my trip to Arkansas here in just a bit. But first things first, the Royals get three out of four, as I said, in this series, a series they had to have. There's no more splitting at this point of the year. It's just you, The hole's been dug. You can't split anymore. We've talked all about the uphill climb, going against four other teams for a wild card, another really hot team in Detroit for the division. I mean, obviously, I still think the division's out of reach, although I guess you could make the argument there's a better chance of the division because there's only one team involved versus four. Either way, the bottom line is the Royals need to win virtually every series from here on out. They need a few sweeps because they're going to lose two out of three a couple of times, three times as well, if they're going to get to their goal. You know, they can only afford probably to lose two or three more series. But you'll need some sweeps, and they'll have to sweep the Minnesota Twins. We're going to talk about that and the matchups here coming up in a little bit. But, yeah, three out of four in this series. And I, and I think, obviously, I mean, not like it's a mind-blowing or brain surgery here. The reawakening of Billy Butler and Nori Aoki were a big part of this successful series against Cleveland. Billy Butler, of course, two big home runs in the series that accounted for the winning runs as it would, you know, turn out both games. Friday and Saturday, Nori Aoki getting on base, driving in runs again, some extra base hits in this series, which is great to see. And I just think that, coupled with Eric Hosmer coming back, hopefully healthy on Tuesday, the Royals hopefully will get Alex Gordon going again soon. And I think the acquisition of Alex Rios, I think that's going to happen. I think Alex Rios is going to be on this team by Wednesday night. I think the Royals will make the move perhaps even tomorrow, which is Monday. Just my going out on a limb, I don't, I don't do it very often, but I think Alex Rios will be the guy the Royals acquire to bolster right field in that lineup. You know, Aoki playing a lot better recently, but I still think it's too little too late, and I still think you know there's nothing wrong with Aoki coming off your bench either as your fourth outfielder and getting a couple starts each week, and that could push Gerard Dyson back into a pinch runner and defensive replacement type of guy. So I think Rios is going to happen. I think he can be had fairly cheaply due to being just a strictly rental player. And Texas being so far out, so and he's not having a great power season this year necessarily. But you know, we'll, we'll talk more about Alex Reyes. I don't want to get off track here. I'll do a special dish on that later on this week. But just something to keep your eye on. I do believe the Royals are going to get Alex Rios at some point. Not saying it's going to turn the whole thing around and that it's going to push him into the playoffs single handedly. I'm not saying that at all. But I do think Alex Rios will definitely help this lineup. And you know, if you get somebody in there that adds a win or two, that could be the difference with as close as these bundle of teams are in the wild card here at the moment. So more about Rios later in the week, but let's get back to today. So the Royals looked really good. You, you felt like they were going to sweep, didn't you? Would have been the first time they'd swept Cleveland at home in a four-game set in franchise history. Casey got a nice 2-0 lead thanks to early RBIs by Gerard Dyson as part of that two-out rally with Butler, Hayes, and Dyson early on, and then a nice manufactured run by Nori Aoki hitting a double off the right field fence. 
Infante gives up his at bat, and the pitch boring in on his hands inside. Takes the ball to second base to move the runner to third. Alex Gordon, 3-0, swinging. Hits a ball to medium depth. Left center gets the run in. Looking good. 2 to nothing Royals, and Bruce Chen had thrown up you know, 3-0s to start the game, but then it quickly got away, and no need to really rehash this one. It can be boiled down pretty easily. 10-3, to of course, was the final ultimately. Is The Royals pitching just didn't have it today starting with Bruce Chen. Five innings for Chen, six runs on eight hits, two walks, only one strikeout. Bruce's ERA now bloats all the way up to 6.42. And the Royals are going to need Bruce at least one more start. I'm going to imagine two more starts. It sounds like Vargas is still five to eight days away from being ready for a start. And I think he's a little rusty, according to Dave Island and Ned Yost, and from what I hear from people inside the organization, I would think that they'll probably send him out for one rehab start. So I think the, I think Chen probably makes two more starts for the Royals, as things are right now. But yeah, didn't have it after three nice innings today, and you know after that fifth inning, giving up five runs, the Royals are down five to two. You're thinking, okay, if they can hold them at five, they came back from down five yesterday. They're down three, you know, keep it within three here, and we got a chance. You really thought that, right? Well, I have no idea why Ned Yost would bring back out Bruce Chen to start the sixth. Now, I understand his reasoning and what he says, but here's the deal. I mean, you cannot bring out Bruce Chen did 100 pitches after five innings, right? 100 pitches for Bruce Chen, who's a spot starter at this point in his career. Definitely not extremely stretched out. It's only, what, his third start, fourth start since coming back? I mean, he had some in the minor leagues, yes, but then he came up and sat in the bullpen for a while. So I don't know. 100 pitches after five innings, five runs. Give about two-run shot to Carlos Santana. Started getting really hit hard in that fifth inning. You bring him back out for the sixth, bam, another home run. I just I just don't understand how you can allow him. Why would you bring him back out for the sixth inning at 100 pitches? Down three. You just don't have room for error anymore. You had Jason Frazier throwing the inning before, about ready to come in at any moment. And you had him ready to start the sixth to come in right after that. So, I mean, don't tell me at the end of the game you only had four relievers available. I get that, but you have an off day tomorrow. Your bullpen will be 100% going into Tuesday. You know, I don't think it would have really hurt Jason Frazier to start an inning versus... I mean, he, he pitched the same amount anyways. He got the same amount of outs. And they were able to get through this game and finish it off without any problems. I mean, think about it. Chen did not record an out in that sixth inning. They go right to Jason Frazier. He gets three outs. What's, there's no difference between having him start it. And Ned said, I was hoping to get one or two more outs. It's one or two more outs. What's the difference? Jason Frazier is not going to get maxed out from... He's faced... I think he said, what, his last two innings, he's only faced one hitter in this series both times. Didn't pitch yesterday. Or no, did, did pitch yesterday, sorry. But he's only faced two batters in both of his outings in this series. You threw him an inning anyways, and you were hoping to get one or two more outs out of Chen. That's your excuse? Not buying it, Ned. He had four guys available out there. It would not have hurt Jason Frazier to start that inning. I mean, <laughs> if you played on Bruce getting one or two outs, I'm pretty sure he could have handled an extra out or two from those strenuous one-out outings he's been having recently. Frazier's been a nice acquisition, by the way. I still don't love what the Royals gave up and Spencer Patton to get him, but he's been a nice acquisition out of that bullpen. There's no denying that. Nice to have him out there. But other than him and Scott Downs had a nice inning, but the bullpen got roughed up pretty big in this one. Francisco Bueno gave up a rare run, and then three runs by Aaron Crow on back-to-back homers. He had another walk in there, and Santana and Gomes went back-to-back. We should just call him Hannes Wagner Santana in this series. Five home runs in a four-game set. Thank God he's out of town. So, you know, but thankfully for Aaron Crow, though, at least the meltdown happened today, right? When it was out of hand and not on Friday night when he came into the safe situation. So that's lucky, at least, for the Royals. But so, you know, pitching-wise, just wasn't their day. 
you know, Crow didn't have it. Chen didn't have it. Bueno didn't have it. Ned didn't have it by allowing Bruce to come back out. I'm not going to criticize Ned for leaving him out there in the fifth. Some people tried to say he should have pulled him out for the fourth. Come on. He'd given up one run in four. He was at 80 pitches. You wanted to get five innings out of him. I'm fine with that. I'm not upset with Ned for leaving him in there through the fifth. I understand that. I do I do know that they were – it was a legitimate a legitimate claim that they were short on pitching. That is true. My only point is once he got you through the fifth, you only needed four more innings out of your bullpen. Had things gone to extra innings, well, you would have had to pull somebody, one of your starters in there, and you had an off day to figure things out tomorrow. My, my point is you just can't afford at this point in the year to be playing around like that. Your excuse – I mean, you have a guy ready. He's warm. He's ready to come in. You cannot just let him stand out there while Bruce Chen continues to get lit up and tries to get you one or two more outs towards the end of the game. It just doesn't matter. So that's that's all i got to say about that. Now, offensively, not much going on. Butler, three hits. Nori had two. Nobody else more than one. But, you know, an overall successful series. Not, not too much to talk about in this one. Just let it go. It's one of those games. No reason to get upset about it. Three out of four from Cleveland is fine. That, but but that's, that's what you have to have now. So I'm not going to sit here and celebrate because they won three out of four. Now, how they swept Cleveland, yes. But three out of four, they have to do that. Because they're already on, on the outside looking in right now at the playoff race. They're definitely in the playoff race. There's no doubt that they're right there, obviously. The numbers show you that. But with as many horses that are in the race and the way the Royals have given away so many games earlier this year and knowing other teams are going to get hot, knowing other teams are going to make moves, the Royals just have to keep winning series. So let's preview the, the twin series with that said. This is a series the Royals have to sweep, in my opinion. Worst case, obviously, two out of three. You got the last place team. You've got your best three starters. You've got your bullpen completely fresh coming in. You should have Eric Hosmer back, and I think Alex Rios will be on this team by the end of the series. So you're adding a player. You're bringing back. I mean, your offense will be near 100% health wise. Bullpen's rested. You got Shields, Duffy, and Ventura in this series. Now, granted, the Royals do get. Minnesota's two best starters in the series. They're not getting all the last time they faced them. They had what Correa, Nolasco, and who was the other guy? Correa, Nolasco. I forget who the other guy was. But this time they're going to get on Tuesday James Shields against Kyle Gibson. Gibson's been pretty good this year. Eight and eight, four one nine. Wednesday Phil Hughes, obviously been good this year. Minnesota's ace. Ten and seven, a four one zero against Duffy. Thursday you have Kevin Correa. 5 and thirteen against Jordan Ventura. So Tuesday you got Shields and Gibson. Definite Royals advantage. It's not a slam dunk Royals advantage, but a definite Royals advantage. I mean, the Royals have a better—they're just a better team than the Twins. They're playing at home. They've got their ace. James Shields cannot lose on Tuesday. It's a must-win game for the Royals. Realistically, you cannot lose against Kyle Gibson and the Twins when you're on the fringe. You know, outside looking into the playoff race. Wednesday, Duffy and Phil Hughes a little bit tougher, but Duffy, you know, if had he had a few more innings here, I think literally three more innings would be qualified for the ERA title. He'd be third right now. So Danny Duffy a clear edge over Phil Hughes. Phil Hughes has had a nice year. He's a nice pitcher. I wish the Royals had him. I wanted them to sign him last offseason, but he's not. You know, it's, it's not like he's anybody to be scared of. And then Thursday you have Ventura and Correa. So you've got a clear Royals advantage on Thursday. A slight Royals advantage on Tuesday and Wednesday. Translation, you've got to win all three of these. Worst case, two. You know, you, you do that, two out of three probably leaves you right where you're at right now because there's so many teams in the wild card race. And again, I'm not really going to talk about Detroit because I just think it's a lost cause. The wild card race, the Royals, if they go two and one in this series, probably end up in the exact same place that they are right now, which is still, you know, a game and a half, two games out, looking in with a few teams in front of them. Then you have tough games coming up with Oakland and San Francisco and then Oakland again and then you have Arizona in there I mean it's the Royals have their work cut out for them 
So they need to sweep the series. That's my opinion. Two out of three at minimum, but two out of three is probably not going to get things done. If you if, if you don't if you don't sweep this series, you're going to have to play even better in the sets coming up with Oakland, San Francisco, and Arizona. So we'll have it for you again on Tuesday here on Clubhouse Conversation. Once again, be looking and listening for our special dish on my trip to Arkansas. I'll tell you my thoughts on several guys here. Uh, probably later this evening here on Clubhouse Conversation. So tune in for that. Thanks for listening. We'll have you again here on Tuesday night. Royals, a nice series over Cleveland. Hopefully they'll keep it going and get that sweep against Minnesota starting again on Tuesday. Hope you can make it out to the K if you're in the neighborhood and support the boys in blue. Have a good night.